with the regular season wrapped and seniors departing, who's got next? What positions need to be filled? We talk about it today on Locked On Golden Gophers. Hey, you are no Locked On happens, Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota uh, Golden turns out, Gophers. Turns out, we're just gonna keep rowing. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. You're listening to Locked On, Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Kane Robb, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant here to talk Golden Gophers with you each and every day of the week, Monday through Friday. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube where we're growing the community. I love the interaction we're getting under the videos. I love the conversations going, the disagreements, you name it. If you have thoughts on today's video, if you have thoughts on what you want to hear moving forward, drop those in the comments on YouTube and be sure to follow wherever you get your podcast at Lockdown Golden Gophers. Now, today we're talking about a whole lot when it comes to departures, what positions we possibly might be looking to fill coming up. But today's episode is brought to you by Sling TV and don't miss this week's matchup. With the Gophers basketball versus Purdue, which is one of the top teams in the nation. See where this young team stands, if they can get it together after two tough losses. And you can see it right there on Sling. Sling TV, you'll love it for a price you'll love even more. Try it today. Now, like I said, we're talking about what is going on with this Gophers team heading into the offseason. What positions of need may be the most pertinent. And then also what positions, what starters are leaving the program after this season. So let's kick it off first with what positions of need the Gophers have most and maybe where they'll be looking to fill via the portal or via recruiting with the recruiting still going on. Now, edge and corner, in my opinion, are the top two positions when it comes to needing to maybe look either elsewhere for more talent or adding more talent to that room. Now, earlier, I might have said, earlier in the season, I might have said something like wide receiver, but you've got Crab coming back. You've got Marcus Allen, who just transferred in. You've got Dalen Wright, Daniel Jackson, and Lamecki Brockington, who all started showing flashes when given the opportunity late in the season. Plus, You have true freshmen like Ike White, who stood out in camp, and Christian Hoskins, who is faster than heck, that were still, they redshirted this year, they were still grasping the offense overall, that could add to this team as well. And then you have Dino Kaliak-Manis as well, who has been sure-handed, who is a grinder who puts the work in as well. So there's a lot of depth in that room. It just becomes... Can we pass the ball enough to start using the talent in that room to its fullest capabilities? Now, as far as edge goes, why I believe that is a number one priority for the Gophers, you got to talk about this defense overall was very good, but they struggled. They struggled a lot with generating consistent pressure and generating pressure in general. They were actually tied for 117th in the nation when it came to forced sacks. 
So 117th in the nation of 131 teams. If you take away two sacks, this is how close they were to even worse than that. If you take away two sacks from the year for the Gophers, they're sitting at like 129th out of 131. So they were really down there when it came to creating pressure on the quarterback, especially completing the pressure with team sacks. Now, overall, Ja Joyner was very much the most consistent player on this team at creating pressure, and I expect him to get more and more involved as Thomas Rush is leaving and as the Gophers continue to develop him and see the progress coming from him. Now, Coach PJ Fleck, we had it on an episode previously, talked about Ja Joyner, and he said that he could be one of the best players on this defense if he continues to trend in the right direction, continues to put the work in, continues to invest in the program. Now, that adding pressure to a defense that already has the consistency that they were fifth in scoring defense in the entire nation, 15th in rush defense in the entire nation, 8th in pass defense in the entire nation, and 6th in total defense in the entire nation, all while not being able to generate sacks. If you can add someone that can start generating the sacks, like we saw with Boye Mafe, like we saw with Eseze Otomowu, like, it, it gets crazy. It gets fun. It gets nuts. So, Hopefully, we can start to look for more additions to that room. Now, the Gophers use a large rotation of men on the defensive line, typically a rotation of 8 to 11 players, depending on the matchup, depending on what it calls for. So even with guys like Trell Carter coming back, like Kyler Baugh coming back, Jod Joyner, etc., Danny Strigow, they can still be incorporated and involved, but it's adding the talent to the room, adding the next level of pressure to the room just helps everybody go. Like they say, iron sharpens iron. So that is probably the number one thing I think the Gophers need to add is edge rush capability in this offseason. And then on top of that, you look at the corner position. Now, you need a boundary side corner. You've got Justin Wally coming back. Who? Or No, you need a field side. Pardon me. Pardon me. You need a field side corner. Justin Wally is coming back. He's been playing the boundary side all year. And Justin Wally holds his own. Justin Wally is really good. It might not have been exactly the year that you were thinking you would see from him statistically, but there's nowhere to go but up and nowhere to go but grow. There was only one game that really he got caught off of his heels and got targeted and was just off his game. And that was the Illinois game. Other than that, he was rock solid throughout the year, had multiple interceptions, and Justin Wally is that guy. So you're looking for someone to pair across from him with Terrell Smith officially graduating. Uh, you also have Jalen Glaze, who entered the transfer portal. You have Steven Ortiz Jr., who entered the transfer portal. So yes, we have guys like Beanie Bishop, who stepped up over the back half of the year and really contributed on this team. And he could step into that role maybe. But adding more depth to that room is going to be necessary in case of injury, in case of more transfers, you name it. So you need more depth in that cornerback room as well. 
Uh, Zaquan Bryan is the only cornerback commit at the moment in the 23 class coming through. And then you still have young guys that are coming through the program that were true freshmen that redshirt this year, like Tariq Watson, like Rylan Kelly. So those are guys that are developing over the year and you hope can maybe start stepping into opportunities as well. Those are the two rooms, though, that I think are most pertinent when it comes to adding talent to what we're losing or to what we needed more from this season. Now, let's talk about it, though. Who is leaving? Who is departing on this team? How many starters are the Gophers losing of the 22 starters that you see on offense and defense? So 11 on each side of the 22. How many are the Gophers losing? It's a lot. Coming up next, but first, let's talk about our friends over at Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, analysis. You can get the latest odds, trends in action, and you can also, if you love podcasts, find podcasts over on Bet Online. They have the latest odds and sports information when it comes to professional leagues, when it comes to amateur leagues. Basketball, football, soccer, esports, tennis, hockey, you name it. So definitely check out Bet Online. It's the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, so we have to talk about the starters and who is departing this season because there are some big holes to fill on both sides of the ball. Now, we're just talking starters or people who started a majority of the season this year. The first is Tanner Morgan. On the offensive side of ball, first is Tanner Morgan. Now, it seems like Ethan is the guy. He should be the guy stepping into that role. So it looks like we have a transition or a, a plan of action when it comes to filling that quarterback spot, which is nice because you don't always have that. Sometimes you have competitions. Sometimes you need to bring an extra body. Now, we have another uh, commit coming in from Michigan, uh, Drew Vioto, who will be coming to this quarterback room as well and you've got some of the younger guys in there behind Ethan with Jacob Newth with um, Cole Kramer is still in there so the the room overall has a lot of talent in it but I think it's Ethan's job moving forward now um, after Tanner Morgan you have Mo Ibrahim we're going to talk about him in a little bit as we close but definitely a huge piece on the offensive front that this team is losing. Now that's two starters so far. Then you're missing three offensive line starters that will not be back next year. That's two years in a row where the Gophers have lost three or more starters on the offensive line, but they seemingly have the talent growing from within the building, a great offensive line coach and Cali. And, you know, I have faith in the room with the depth they've built from behind, but you'd still have to replace at least three starters on this O-line in John Michael Schmitz and Chuck Filiaga and in Axel Rushmeyer, all of them no longer having any eligibility left. So you're replacing the entire interior of your offensive line. And then on top of that, you could possibly lose Brevin Span Ford. We still haven't heard what the decision is when it comes to if he's returning or if he's going pro. So, that's a lot on the offensive side, but that's not where the hits stop. You flip to the defense, you got Thomas Rush, who played a vast majority of the edge rush position this season. You've got Mariano Sori Marin, who was a leader on the linebacker unit. Tyler Newbin, Jordan Howden, the safety pairing that were one of the best in the Big Ten. 
both of them are headed out after the season. And then you have Terrell Smith, who is a starting cornerback, probably your best man-to-man heads-up coverage on the defensive unit. That's that's a lot of starters on that side, too. Together, that is 11 full-time starters if Brevin makes the decision to go. 11 of your 22, that's 50% of your starters are leaving this Gophers team. Now, that's a lot to transition, but last year was possibly the Gophers' deepest team overall. So you're looking for a lot of younger guys to step up into those roles, and it's not panic because we've seen some of these young guys on the field, and they definitely showed the flashes. Now, it seems like there's a plan at quarterback, plus you have the depth in waiting at running back and at the offensive line positions. Specifically, in the offensive line positions, you have four 2023 commits at the moment. Uh, Gophers prospect that had them listed in his top choices just decommitted from Pitt, so he's possibly another option they could target with the scholarships that they have. Plus, you have Ashton Beers, Tony Nelson, and Cade McConnell, who really stood out to me in fall camp in the brief moments that we got to see him in the later portions of camp all from that 22 class, that red shirt this past season. you got guys like Martel Lewis who were in the battle to start at the right tackle this year. And when he did have to step in for injuries, he looked really good. You've got him coming back. You've got four-star Cameron James, who we haven't seen on the field quite yet. And then you got vets that could step in like JJ Gaudet, like Carter Shaw, like Nathan Bowe. So the, the offensive line has a lot of bodies in that room that can get the job done efficiently. Now, defense is where things get interesting. Like I said at cornerback in the opening of this show, but at the safety as well, you've got Darius Green and Coleman Bryson both showed out heavily in spring ball and in fall ball. Darius Green <clears throat> stepped in in that Wisconsin game and made some big plays, made some almost a turnover-worthy play, just barely the player had his knee down before the ball was forced out. But you've seen the flashes. That's what I'm saying. These guys can step up. They're younger. They have a lot of eligibility. And they are exciting as well. So it's nice to have guys like that. It's just continuing to build depth in case of injury, in case of transfers, in case of you name it. Continuing to build that depth is going to be huge for this team. And the defense, I think they have the talent to do it. They have the ability to do it. Linebacker might be a concern for some folks. You've got Cody Lindenberg coming through. You've got Maverick Baranowski, who redshirt this year, who was impressing the staff in the spring and fall sessions. So there's lots of young guys to keep in mind. One person I didn't mention at the edge rush position that you definitely are going to want to write down because I think it's a name you're going to be hearing a lot come future seasons is Anthony Smith. I think he is a legitimate edge rusher that will probably see get more and more time as We get into the spring, and as we get into the fall, I would not be surprised to see him getting heavy minutes next year. Now, let's talk about, though, Mo Ibrahim, the life and soul of this program, of this offense, and especially of the run game. With him leaving, is it time to panic, or is there a plan of succession? That's coming up next. All right, Gophers fans, thank you for making Locked On Golden Gophers your first listen when it comes to Gophers daily sports. We're talking Monday through Friday, and if you haven't hit subscribe yet, please do over on YouTube. And leave a five-star review wherever you get your podcast. It helps others find the podcast as well. And 
if you can't get enough about sports or you don't have enough time in the day to really figure out what's going on with the ever-changing landscape of sports, then definitely give Locked On Sports Today a listen as well. They're covering all the biggest stories and the biggest news across all of the sports in a matter of 30 minutes. So you can get up to the latest and greatest when it comes to what's going on in the sports world. And be sure to tune in to Locked On Sports Today. Now we're closing this thing off with what, how, how do we fill the hole that Mo leaves behind? And it's tough. It's real tough. But I think there is maybe a plan of action that we can look forward to. Now, Mo had 1,594 yards rushing this year, 19 touchdowns rushing, and 304 attempts on the ground. That's a whole lot of availability in that running back room. Whole lot of production, as well as the massive leadership element that is leaving this team with Mo Ibrahim. I think that will be the most likely combo to try and fill this position is some combination of fire and nice between the young running backs that we have entering or in this room. Maybe it's, maybe we see more of an approach like the Marion Barber, Lawrence Maroney days where you're splitting the touches between two guys heavily. And who are these young backs that we have to look forward to? Well, I know that you still have Trey Potts with eligibility. You still have Bryce Williams with eligibility, and both of them are looking to be back at this moment in time. It will be interesting to see how they are incorporated, but I think they both showed this year that they are much more complementary than a workhorse as far as running backs. I truly think it comes down to the three young guys that are either committed or on the roster. The first being Zach Evans from Texas, true freshman this year, redshirt on the year, but he did get action in one game and maybe he'll get it in the bowl game depending on Moe's decision if he wants to play in the bowl game or not. Now, Zach Evans has great burst, great acceleration, fluid with his movements, and has solid vision. And you saw that even in that one brief game with only six attempts, he had almost 30 yards, 29 yards total and a touchdown. The way that he can get into the second gear and really get moving, he has that big play home run ability that we haven't really seen on the ground much. Even with Mo, as fantastic as he is, he didn't have that second gear to finish the 80-yard touchdown. It would typically be like a 55-yard huge play, which absolutely love because the type of running back he was, that that just wasn't his play style. Zach Evans does bring that play style. He does bring that home run ability with his acceleration and how quick he can get into the second gear. So that's something exciting. In the spring game and in sessions, the spring sessions, he looked great. He had a nasty one-handed catch, so he can catch the ball. He was fluid. He was fighting forward. You saw a lot from the true freshman, and it was good to see. Now, in his one game of action this season, like I said, he had 30 yards or 29 yards on six attempts with a touchdown. The other backs to keep in mind that are from this 23 class, the first being Darius Taylor. He's a stud running back from Michigan who also got a offer from Michigan here recently. It looks like he is all in on Minnesota. It looks like he is calling this place home. And from what I heard, I believe from John Garcia, when we talked with him yesterday, is that he does plan to early enroll, which means that he'll be getting into those practices and into the offensive system and working this spring. So that could be huge as far as development goals. Um, and then on top of that, he's creeping into that four-star status. He got it with on three. I'm sure 20, 247 sports will follow soon. 
in high school, in the regular season, Darius Taylor had 2,178 rushing yards, 246 receiving yards, and 32 touchdowns. Multiple games where he had six touchdowns in one game. Multiple games like that. He has big playability. He can punch it in. He has the solid size that almost six feet tall, over 200 pounds. He's has great balance. He used to wrestle and that you can see that contact balance and the balance that he has in his running style from that. He's also shifty. He can make a man miss. He can make and force missed tackles. And he played in the slot as a sophomore. So he has the ability to catch. We've seen that at the running back position for him as well. Like I said, 246 receiving yards last season. Good size. You love to see that. Those two could make a really lethal pairing. But I don't want to leave out Marquise Williams also. He's a former four-star guy. Clearly talented. Very patient runner. Very patient. He'll wait for the hole to open. He isn't just running smack dab into his O-line. He is letting it generate in front of him, finding the hole, has good vision, and is able to find the opening and cut back. Great stop and start. Great body control. A really nice running back to add to this team. And he has great top speed on the end of it as well and can catch. So all three of those guys, some combination of them is what I expect in the 2023 season, at least further down in the 2023 season. Now, who starts out and who gets the most looks early on in the season will come to spring ball success, how quickly people can pick up the playbook, come to fall ball and fall camp, and who can pick it up, who can make those connections quicker, and then you'll maybe see some work in the in the non-conference. But I think Trey Potts, Bryce Williams will see time, especially early on in the season. But towards the end of the season, the latter half of the season, I think you start to see more of these younger guys. Zach Evans probably leads the room heading into the season, in my opinion, and as the other younger guys get acclimated. But he'll still have to fend off Bryce Williams and Trey Potts if he wants to lead the room. I think the opportunity is there, the talent is there, and what we've been hearing from the coaches shows that he can be the next guy up. Mo Ibrahim. In a, in a clip that I shared on Twitter earlier this season, said he's the next great Minnesota running back. So definitely something to keep in mind. That's going to do it for us on today's episode of Locked On Golden Gophers. I thank you for listening. Please hit subscribe on YouTube and let me know, are you nervous about filling Mo, Mo, the vacancy that Mo leaves behind? Let me know who you think might take over at the running back position. If I'm completely off base, what are your thoughts down in the comments? This is Kane Rob signing off. I'll see you tomorrow. Have a good one. Row the boat. Sky Yuma. Go Gophers.